The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class. That's right. We have our Masters of the Ring, Bully Ray, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer. Bully, how you doing this morning? I'm feeling a bit bloody. Whoa. Mark, how are you feeling? Man, this is, I, got a little, I got a little color over here. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Tommy, how are you? I'm a little burnt, a little extra crispy. Wow. Okay. Well, we Dave, know how are you? Are you okay? Are you I'm, doing okay this morning? Dave, are you good? I'm good. How are you, Dave? Okay, I'm, good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, bully. Well, you know what? It is a Sunday, bloody Sunday. I'm concerned about everyone. That's why I ask if everybody's having a good day, if everyone's having a good weekend. And we got one hell of an episode of the Masters class because you mentioned it, Bully. You mentioned Sunday, bloody Sunday, and this is dropping on a Sunday. And the topic of it is blood. I mean, the name of this show, for crying out loud, is Busted Open. So the foundation of this show is blood in pro wrestling. And that is going to be our topic on the master's class today. If you want blood, you got it. And you got it on the master's class today. But is there the right time or wrong time or too much of a good thing? And we'll get into it with our masters of the ring. So, Bully, I'm going to start with you today. Because usually I end with Bully Ray, but I'm going to start with Bully Ray. Yeah, the main event. We're, you know what? We're starting with Detroit Rock City on the Masters class this morning. All right. So, so Bully, when you think of blood in pro wrestling in 2023, what do you think of? What is the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, yeah, yeah. John Moxley. <laughs> All right, Moxley. Okay, now, you know, I'm wait, wait, glad... wait. Remember, remember the scene from Beverly Hills Cap? Uh, Johnny Wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> I have I haven't seen that movie in a long time, and now you're making me want to go see it. Now, Bully, I struggle with this because for a long time in pro wrestling, at least on the television level, not on the independent level, but on television, we never really got blood at all. Uh, especially in the world of the WWE, you still don't get blood in the WWE. Now, AEW comes along as an alternative product, and they have given you blood. Actually, the name you just mentioned, John Moxley, 
gives you blood on a weekly basis. So let me ask you, when you think of blood, is there a time and a place? Like, what exactly do you think of it when it comes to blood in pro wrestling? Um, I definitely think that there is a time and a place for blood in pro wrestling. Uh, It's the way I was brought up in the business. Just like there's a time and a place for a correct move, a time and a place for the cor- a correct promo. Timing is everything in life and timing is everything in pro wrestling. I've been talking about uh, the fact that I believe that there is a little too much bleeding going on, specifically in AEW, specifically with John Moxley. And I'll use what has gone on within the past couple of weeks to back up my point. The other night, And we spoke about this on Busted Open, Dave. The other night, Hangman Page came to the ring with barbed wire brass knuckles. Mm -hmm. And he punched John Moxley in the face. And John Moxley started to bleed. Now, and this is because they're going into their Texas death match that airs today. Yep, tonight at Revolution. Later tonight at Revolution. So when I see Hangman Page come to the ring with barbed wire, brass knucks, and pop John Moxley in the face, and John Moxley start to bleed and have a crimson mask, now I know that they're just giving me a taste of things to come because this Texas death match is going to be bloody and brutal. But when I saw John Moxley's face all bloodied up from the barbed wire, brass knucks, I was like, meh. Not that big of a deal because for the past month I had seen John Moxley bleed from any little thing that had happened to him. It did not mean as much. Uh, the uh, the shock value had wore off. The novelty had wore off. The uh, everything had wore off. So imagine how much more that moment would have meant for hangman to be able to bust open moxley how much more it would have meant for shock value on tv if we had never seen moxley bleed before that that's my take on it you know the old red equals green tommy did bring up a good point a couple of weeks ago where in ecw everybody basically bled not everybody but a lot of us bled all the time but that was one of the things about ECW from day one that made it special. The company basically, whether they verbally said it or if it was just kind of known that the, the, the company was loose when it came to listening to the referees, the rules, the regulations. It was a blood and guts company. It was an ultra violent company that was going to shock you more than it was going to, than it was going to, um, uh, pay attention to the old school rules of, of of pro wrestling. AEW did not start like that. AEW started out with very traditional rules and the way that they were going to go about things. I don't think that the blood in AEW is an actual AEW thing. I think it's a Mox thing. And if we really want to put that moment under a microscope, Moxley was in the ring with Evil Uno. Evil Uno also bled that night. So not only in my eyes and in my opinion, did Moxley bleeding for weeks and weeks and weeks leading up to the barbed wire brass nuts water it down, but evil Uno bleeding 
in that match watered it down. What's the big deal about Hangman Page busting open um, uh, John Moxley if there's blood everywhere to begin with? So you ask me what comes to mind first. That's what comes to mind first. You know, and and bully. There's a few things from what you just said, and then I want then I want to go to Mark. You know, you mentioned about AEW and like ECW. That was kind of like you knew what you were getting. That this is what you kind of paid for when you watched ECW. I always look at AEW as like an alternative. So I was expecting a lot of this with AEW because it was an alternative product to the WWE. I think AEW. I guess we probably can all agree it's more of an adult-oriented product than say a product like the WWE. But I also agree with you on another thing, Bully, and that is about this is more to me like a Moxley thing than an AEW thing. I think, you know, John Moxley and having read his book and, and knowing what he's gone through, especially on the independent scene before he was signed with the WWE, blood was his thing. And I feel like one of the things that was tempting to him in leaving the WWE and going to AEW was one being able to work for different associations is which which is what he's done since being with AEW but i think blood is something else that is attractive to him in in the world of pro wrestling or the way he presents his art but but you said something that i found very interesting and i and i feel like i agree with you on this you're you're leading towards a texas death match so we know this is going to be a bloody mess between him and hangman page you probably want to ease back from the blood for a few weeks leading into that match. So it makes that match a little bit more special. So I find it very interesting what you said, but I do think it's more of like, like when I look at Moxley now, I look at him like a, a bruiser Brody type where I think every time I saw a bruiser Brody in the ring, he, unless, you know, it was probably, he probably bled every time I saw him in the ring, though you didn't see bruiser Brody on TV every single week. You know, that's something like that. We see Moxley on TV every week. So, you know, interesting things, what you said, Bully. But not only is Moxley bleeding at times for what I would consider not that good of a reason, but he's not doing it in a timely fashion. Meaning (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, we saw somebody throw a chair at John Moxley's head. The chair did not bust John Moxley open. Then we saw him do a suplex on the floor. He still wasn't bleeding. And then he crawled into the ring. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, not miraculously, it wasn't miraculously. We saw what he did right there on camera. He starts to bleed. So even if you're going to give me gratuitous blood, blood for the sake of blood, at least give it to me the minute you get hit in the head with the foreign object and not, 20 seconds later please make it make sense understood uh mark for you what do you think of when you think of blood in 2023 in pro wrestling well i I said i wasn't going to address moxley but i'm gonna have to do it anyway um the the history of, of of fighting arts you always have to say put boxing in uh, that history. And do y'all remember a guy named Chuck Webner? Yes. The Bay Home Bleeder. Some people 
they just have thin skin. You hit them, you split them, they bleed. Wrestling-wise, when I think of blood, I think of Abdullah the Butcher. I think of Dusty Rhodes. I think of Jose Lothario. I think of one of my favorites and Tommy's mentor, Terry Funk. There have been guys that bleeding was a part of their work. And I don't condone any of it. You can put Moxley in there now because he is inspired by Terry Funk. He's inspired by Abdullah the Butcher. And that was something that, you know, I, hell, I was inspired by a strong man. Maybe if if I wouldn't have, if I would have been, uh, I, I had the WWE, the WWF was my go-to wrestling growing up. Even though I had NWA and AWA, I, I on TV mostly I got W. So they didn't bleed. It was it was very rare. You saw somebody bleed, and then you were like, "Oh shit!" Like what Bully's saying, shocked. Like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this. He's bleeding." Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it was hard way. But anyway, I don't I don't condemn Moxley for bleeding because if that's what it is, you knew that when you signed him. He said that he when the first time you saw him in Vegas, the promo that he had, what what, what, what room was he in? Full of barbed wire and baseball bat. That is who he is. Why complain about it now? You're gonna marry a chick that used to wear scantily clad clothes all the time, and then now you marry her, you want her to put the toys away? No. You gotta dance with the date you brought. And Moxley is doing just that. His conviction is his conviction, and I have zero fucks about it. Do your thing. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let me just let me just ask this question. You, Mark, you you mentioned something about a promo when he first got there. Um, help me, help me, just to remember. In the past six weeks, let's just call it two months. John Moxley has bled more in the past two months than we've seen him since day one. Yes, no? Uh, I, I would say yes, because I, I I don't know if I've seen a match in the last month where he didn't bleed. But my, yeah, my point was, when he first started here, I don't believe he was, ble- maybe, maybe occasionally, but I don't think it was his mission, if it was his mission statement to bleed a majority of the time, he definitely was not doing that up until just recently. Otherwise, we would have been talking about this a long time ago. And Mark, I do agree with the art uh, um, perspective on this. You know, there there is a there is a guy named Gigi Allen who is a punk rock performer whose art was to crap in his own hand and wipe it all over his face at concerts. I mean, some of the most disgusting stuff you ever saw. I'm not comparing Gigi to uh, John Moxley. I'm just saying, what is art? Moxley um, bleeding as much as he is, is part of his art. But you also have to know when the right time to paint that picture is. Artists won't flood the market with art. They know, hey, I'll come out with a piece of art every six months. So when, you know, uh, so when the public sees my art, it'll be special. 
I don't feel like this. Uh, I think John Moxley is a special performer. I think his his relationship with the fan base makes him special. I just don't think the him bleeding as much as he does makes it special anymore. Well, I mean that the the, him, the bleeding being special is not the 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 deal about this this uh, uh, podcast. It's not about it being special. It's about blood in pro wrestling, blood the bloody bloody Sunday. Um, John Moxley is the poster child for that right now, so. That's why he's being talked about more. Singling one person out. Shit, look at look at Gage. Look at look at Zach Ryder or uh, um uh, Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Uh like he never bled before. And then he he left WWE and he's a bleeder now. Every match I see him on the Indies, especially the big ones, he bloody face. I mean, he looked like Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. That's because he's been booking himself in death matches where blood is a necessity. So, Bully, John, John you... Moxley is bleeding in regular matches. So, Bully, let me ask you this because I I, I made reference to like Bruiser Brody before because almost I think every time I saw Bruiser Brody, definitely every time I saw Abdul the Butcher he bled. I don't think there was ever a match that Abdul the Butcher was in that he didn't bleed. Would you? Would you? maybe not have Moxley on TV every week, or maybe that's not something that's possible because he's a ratings getter and he's one of the big faces of your company. As I said, John Moxley is a special talent. If I was a booker, I would have him on three out of four weeks every month. That does not mean I would have him bleeding. And even if, even if uh, Tony left all of this up to John, I would still at this point pull him on the side and go, hey, maybe lay off of it just for a little while. Let's let's get the people away from talking about you bleeding all the time. It's almost become a joke now. You know, it's like, is he going to come to the ring with a crimson mask? You know, we've been joking about it on the show. I see people joking about it online. Um it, Dave, just for you, when you saw Hangman Page bust him open with the barbed wire uh, brass knucks, did it really mean anything? No, it, no, because we see we see John bleed every week. Though in in the context of what was going on on that show, yes, that that was like a great way to tease the Texas Death Match that's happening at, at the pay per view. But again, you're right. I, I feel like. And and I'm somebody who's a big fan of blood and pro wrestling. Like, you know, when I look back at my all-time favorite matches, most of them do involve blood. And I think Moxley, I love John Moxley because he brings like almost like that forbidden art of pro wrestling to the mainstream that we don't get to see anymore. He does that. And, and he's able to do it in a way where it's like it's acceptable. But I, But I do agree with you, Bully, that I feel like when you do it every single week, it takes a little bit away. And you you mentioned social media. Now on social media, a lot of people are like, "What's the over under?" You know when you know when Moxley's going to bleed in the match. I I would probably say if listen, Moxley, you're an artist. You know I love the matches that you have, and I love the fact that you bleed, and I love this story with Hangman Page. I love what happened on Dynamite 
when with Hangman Page, like you said, with the, the barbed wire brass knucks. But I would probably say let's stay away from the blood until then, leading up to the Dex- Texas death match that we're going to see tonight at Revolution. It is, it, I, I understand both sides, but I do understand that maybe two, it's better to have it be a little bit more special than have it, you know, happen too much. Um, but I understand what Mark is saying as well, where it's like he's kind of waving the flag, like the modern day Terry Funk. And that really excites me as a wrestling fan. Tommy, what's your opinion on it? Uh, I got a lot of opinions on it. Um, I, I had said this when we were on the air together. And I said, you know, I listed Dave's favorite wrestler, Ric Flair, my favorite wrestler, Dusty Rhodes. Um, I said, Sandman, I said myself, and I said the Dudleys. What changed? What changed that these people bled? Bubba, you had said that, well, at the time, the people we were wrestling, we had to do that. Um, then I also think of like the Balls Mahoney's or the John Cronuses. Um, it's it's different. It's a different time. But I said, where did this change for you? We've talked about Bruiser Brody. I don't because of social media, because you're older, because people are so critical about things that you do. Um, for me, like I said, I would do it. And people used to hold out their tickets and I would sometimes just do it just for the people to get that rush or Ricky Morton bleeding. We're talking about emphasis of blood. Cool. I will never forget. Um, Eddie Gilbert turning on Tommy rich in Memphis and him wearing that powder blue suit and bleeding all over it. And it was one of the greatest heel turns ever of these tag team partners. I had this bloody feud. He goes to, and he beats the living crap out of Tommy rich, or even as simple as when Andre ripped off the chain of Hulk Hogan, when Andre turned heel and Roddy Piper simple, Hey, you're bleeding. It, it was an accident. Andre's nails probably cut him, but it was, that was the part of the emphasis. Um, but for now, or like, Look at Carlos Colon. Carlos friggin' bled every single night. And did that ever affect him or affect his work? Or no, it was a big part of what made Carlos Colon great. When you talked about, you're right when you talked about the emphasis of leading up to something um, with uh, the, the Texas death match. He did not bleed in his match against Evil Uno. He bled once he got it. To your point, you feel that people didn't care that he was bleeding because he bleeds every every week. There's something to it. But then I listed all these guys that it was, I don't even want to say a part of their act. It's just something that happened. And if it does, okay, like I have no problem with it. I would be a friggin' hypocrite if I had a problem with it. But I, I could see the points of the money. Bully and I, bully through legit hot coffee in my face, And I said, you want to mess with my face? I'm going to bust you open. And we're leading to a match where my goal or his goal is to make the each other bleed. But can I jump in for just a second? Because you're 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 using you're using that story and you're using that match specifically about, you know, the busted open match. Right. But let's say you're on. All right. But say you're on TV every week and you are bleeding every week. Like, wouldn't that take away? from that busted open match. If, if like every week on impact TV, you were bleeding. Yes. That's where I said, bully is right. for This specific moment, but bleeding. I think of me 
or I'll even go like when guys bleed at the match is over, but it, it like old school wrestling. And then a guy comes in and attacks them and then they're bleeding. And it's just like, wow, but the match is over. If you really think about it, you know, but no, it was, it was led to this heinous attack. Another amazing angle. One of my favorite angles of all time, Dick Murdoch turning on Ted DiBiase in Mid-South and taking a brain buster on the concrete where it, there was so much blood. And then at the end, Ted DiBiase was going to fight Ric Flair. And that turned Ted DiBiase from the biggest heel to the biggest baby face because he went out there and had this amazing performance, but he couldn't continue because of the loss of blood. So that was a massive story, but he was bleeding like, like or guys bleeding like on live events back in the day. Like you would see it, Dusty Rhodes bleeding at every place, coming to the TV and having it. But it was also then people would pay to see him, I think, at times, either get his ass kicked, but they knew Dusty Rhodes was going to bleed because he was fighting for the people. Maybe that's how John Moxley feels. The follow-up on e that match with blood kind of helped Evil Uno a little bit, made him a little bit more of a contender. Don't know the follow-up of it. Then that is a waste. But for that <laughs> night, it did help Evil Uno. So those are, to me, the pros and the cons of it. I, I have no problem with if someone wants to go out there and bleed every night. Sure. But okay. If you want to, I think to bully's point, the business part of it. And it's like, if you're going to do it, why don't you at least try to make more money from it? I, I'll look at the other part with, with also like Shane McMahon. Did Shane McMahon ever need to fall off of all those high places? He's a friggin' millionaire. John Mox is probably a millionaire. Does he need to bleed all the time? No, but if it's his prerogative and his choice, and yes, if you are thinking bigger picture, why don't you just save it for a couple of weeks till then? Because then it is going to mean something. Dave, right. I, I've, I've told you this story before. Um, as, a, as a little kid, one of my most prized possessions, um, and I, I lost it somewhere along the lines of moving from my mother's house to my own home and and so forth and i think she just threw all my comics and keepsakes away just to create space but um the autograph that i got from jose lothario i'm holding out the paper and pen and as he's signing blood is dripping on the page and i used to show anybody that came to our house <laughs> like Hey, you want to see Jose Lothario's blood? <laughs> you know, I was a kid. I was 10 or 12, somewhere in there. But that meant a lot to me. It meant something. And I think that in John's subconscious mind, him loving Terry Funk and Abdullah and all of these people, I think he feels like I'm, I'm cheating the people if I don't give it to him. I can't say that's the truth. I'm just saying as a 12, as an 11, 12 year old kid, my one of my most prized possessions was a page with Jose Lothario's blood on it. So I, I feel like in, in pro wrestling, you identify with something and whatever that something is, you're going to portray it. And that's just who he is. Uh, and and, and I, back to okay, Ric Flair, man, Ric Flair bled all the time in almost every one of his championship matches. And they use like, how did he escape this one? And that hair, you know, that the blood flowing through that blonde hair, it was part of being the nature boy. 
And, and like, like, that's why I say to you, Dave, like, where did this change for you? And you would say, maybe it is because I have gotten older or maybe it is because you like when Mark was a little kid, it's a lot different from when we become an adult, plus with social media, with everybody and their opinions. But it, it, it's totally, you know, when Bully says something, he has merit to it. And for the business part of it, he's 1000% correct. But then on the LAF, if, if, hey, you bleed a lot. So did it ever affect, like I said, Carlos Colon, did it ever affect all these people? It never affected Dusty to like, if it's not his arm, it's his belly, his forehead. No, true. I mean, but listen, to I, me, what to you're me, saying, Tom, Tommy. And it, everything okay. goes, but at least uh, I'm happy that you at least admit that when it comes to my prerogative, it's all about business and never about personal. Because if I'm sitting there with John Moxley and I go, John, why do you bleed so much? And he goes, Bubba, I like to do it. It's part of my art form in the wrestling ring, yada, yada. I'm going to go, okay, knock your lights out. Here's an, here, here's an extra gig. Get yourself once for me too. Um, but I would all, but the business part of me says, and we, we have all been brought up the right way in this business to know that bleeding should be special and it will mean more and generate more money when done at the right time with the right competitor, with the right feud. When you keep doing it, it will become watered down. And the last thing that this business needs is to be watered down any more than it already has been watered down. There are some things that there are some things that are special. I look at blood as still being special in the wrestling business. So let's try to keep it special. I, I think it's also important. Parts I think it's of, a, Dave, hang, oh, ahead, hang on one second. I'm sorry. Like uh, Sammy Callahan versus Eric Young in impact wrestling had so much blood. The network said, we have to try to edit some of this out because it was too gory to air on television. The mats were stained. I mean, it was a friggin' bloodbath back in the day. They would never have said that. I know some, like if you've gone to uh, raw shows or AEW shows or even impact wrestling, if the canvas gets stained, they change the canvas, whether it's blood, someone's tanner, or Zack Ryder's topics. They change it because they don't want stains on the cam on the on the canvas. Me personally, I love that. I love that it looks like a battle. I love that it looks like a war was set. They don't stop, they don't change it for UFC. But it's it's different. We said the same thing about when different bookers, different eyes on different talent. It's the same that goes to people who are running a wrestling show. Do you think Vince McMahon is going to allow a dirty mat on his television show? Do you think, you know, um, it's going to happen other places? I know it's not going to happen in Impact. I don't know about AEW, but I do know that they do change the canvas. So it, it and then it also goes to, you know, broadcast standards and stuff like that. There, there's so many different levels. Bully's right about making the business. But yes, and like he even said, it's not an attack on John. It's a it's a personal choice. And if you said it, like, oh, cool, cool, go go kill yourself, do it. But to me, it never affected legends, Hall of Famers. Um, I the the first time well, it was ever it like brought to my attention was Ravishing Rick Rude in his commentary with Joey Styles 
when the Sandman was coming to the ring. And he's like, this guy's an idiot. He's already coming to the ring bleeding. And then like Joey was like, well, he is drinking and smoking. So, but that was just the Sandman's thing. But Rick Rude had an issue with it. Nobody else did, but Rick Rude did. Because he was like, why would a guy come to the ring bleeding? Because Rick Rude and competitor mind, I'm going to go after that cut. I think I think there's a balance, right? Because I I've been frustrated. And I think a big reason why is in the WWE ever had blood in 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 a very long time, and I think there's a generation of fans that grew up watching the WWE that just don't see blood. That frustrates me on one end because again, if you're having a cage match and you're getting your face driven against a steel cage, that there should be some kind of blood, or else why have a steel cage match if you know no one's going to bleed because it's just not realistic it doesn't make but any kind I don't of sense i don't agree with that a steel cage match in its inception had nothing to do with blood even people out yep but but it but was when, a bo- but when you no, watch no no no, no. But, Bully, when you watch a cage match, even in the WWE, they're getting face first thrown into the steel cage, yet there's not a mark on their face. Like, that just doesn't but, make but any what sense. Is, what are, it, see, this is where we've gotten too far away from things, and we've let the, we've let the narrative or the perception become the reality. Take any of the steel cages, right? Yeah. What are they? Whether it's the big blue cage that Hogan worked with with Bundy or the other cages, what are they really? They're just they're just fences. They're meant to keep people in and people out. If you rub your head up against a cage, unless there's barbed wire on it, what really happens? Well, if if there's like a steel cage, which is in a lot of ways where there is the, that, but you know, like you said, perception is reality and how we, but when we, when we bully, when we were growing up, when all of us were growing up, the blow off match was always a steel cage match. And that was, that was the end of your blood feud. Cause usually those cage matches were a bloody mess. Like that's the, that's the wrestling I grew up on. So like in a lot of ways, you're right. And the fact that maybe in its conception, it was supposed to keep people out and keep people in. But, you know, the wrestling that we grew up on, that was always the blow off match, you know, and that was the match that was always going to be a bloody mess was that cage match. If I was booking a steel cage, if I was booking Tommy versus Mark Henry in a steel cage match, the story and guys, I'm just pulling stuff out of my ass. Yeah, the story leading up to it would be that the nation of domination kept interfering on Mark's behalf. That's why we have to lock Mark and Tommy inside of a steel cage so the nation couldn't get to Tommy and Tommy had a fair shot at winning. Blood would have had nothing to do with it. Now, if you wanted to add some blood in that cage for effect, for garnish, for something, okay, fine. But that cage, to me, has nothing to do with blood, despite the fact that over the years... It's, you know, oh, it's a cage, blood, cage, blood. No, that's well, not, not now, not in recent memory. And the, and I, the I don't see, I kind of yeah. try to use my own brain, Dave, when I think about these gimmick matches. That's why I despise no holds barred 
The hard punch at one time was a barred hold. The sleeper at one time was a barred hold. The pile driver was one time at a, a, a barred hold. Thus, you have the no holds barred match, and it makes sense. You see, nothing makes sense anymore. We need well, to make more sense of the wrestling business. Well, both really, on, on the point. other side of that coin, not only to keep people out, but there were chicken shit heels that used to run away all the yep. fucking time. Yeah, sure. And you could never get a finish. It was always a fucking count out. Yeah. And then you get to the big paper. You know what? We're going to do this in cage match. Yep. That way you can't get out. And if you do get out, then you win. But if, and, you, and, and, if I hold your ass in there and I beat you down, the cage is designed to keep you in. Like that, there's there's multiple ways of doing it, and blood don't have no factor in it. Well, and the other thing, Mark and Bully, is that when you watch a cage match now, people do go in and out of the cage. Like, the cage isn't even there. Like, you know, like, you know, like if we do have a cage match now, it's... To Bully's point, there's, there's, the there's a faction. no more. That faction's going to find a way into that cage. Like, which, again, to your point, Bully, takes the whole purpose of having a cage match and totally throwing it out the window. We have gotten... Um, um, we have... Uh, I don't know if the right word is bastardized. We have bastardized our own rules in this business. Wrestlers, promoters, everybody, everybody is uh, responsible and should be held accountable for getting away from what made this industry so believable and so great. And sometimes I see things go on that I'm just like, we don't have to do this. It's unnecessary for us to give the business away in this fashion when it's so easy to protect it. And people just, they use, well, creative license. They'll throw creative license around entirely too much. Uh, I, I, it just I'm a stickler for keeping this as uh, keeping everybody as honest as possible wrestlers as honest as possible when you're in a match and Tommy will tell Tommy can tell you this Tommy loves being in a ring with me and Tommy hates being in a ring with me Tommy hates being in a ring with me or dealing with me hours before the match because Things that he might come up with that make perfect sense to him, I will put under a microscope and then we will start discussing why it makes absolutely no sense. And then we'll argue about it. Because what has become so acceptable over the years really should have never been so acceptable in the first place. <clears throat> and the fact that you think of blood, Dave, when you think of a steel cage match, should not be acceptable to me. It's just, uh, Dave, it's just, like, it's uh, in a lot like of ways, it's what you grow up with. It's what you've gotten used to. And, and I think that's, I think, you know what, Bully, it's a great point because like, again, hey, you know what? We're keeping them like, you know, let's use the last battle of Atlanta with that. That's how I fell in love with pro wrestling with Tommy Rich and Buzz Sawyer. It was to keep those guys in that cage so no one can escape and no one could leave. But you also knew when you bought a ticket to the Omni that night to watch that match that you were going to get a bloody mess of a match. Like you just you just knew that. And I, I and, and you're right. It just comes to what we expect. Go ahead, Mark. Can we can we put a pin in this because we just happened up on another master's class. 
And that, that master's class that we should do is things that are done now that 20 years ago were not done because it didn't make sense. Like we got to go backwards, I think, because we've allowed the business to, and I've been a part of it too, fuck, doing stuff that it, it wasn't traditional. It wasn't, it didn't tell the story of the way it should be. And once once we acknowledge that to all the wrestlers in the world, because they all listen to this show, um, as you can tell about the way things have gone over the last month or so, um, I think that we can reverse program the business. And I know that's, that's like saying, hey, we're going to change the world. But even if it's our world, we got to try, right? Well, that's what the master's I think class you have a is point. based on. Mark, I think you have a point when it comes to anything in particular that you are doing. I think you can change your world. If you were going to wrestle, if me and you were going to wrestle today, we could change our world. We could change the business based on what we were going to do. We wouldn't. Uh, I'm just, uh, we wouldn't do 10 super kicks and five Canadian destroyers because we would know that it would only take one super kick from the world's strongest man or one Canadian destroyer from Bully Ray to defeat the other guy. And that's when it becomes special. That's why it's called a finishing move. Okay. I'm going to give my, is, I'm going to give my, one, right. It's number one on my list. Is in 97 was the time when Hunter and Dwayne started kicking out each other's finish at house shows. And then everybody started doing it. I mean, everybody from the opening match to the main event. And it was like two, two or three guys that was doing that. Nobody else was doing that. So we let's 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 that's just one item well, that we can put on the list to how to change the business back to where it used to be. And and just I'm just going to end on this. I just talked about how we can change our individual worlds, and we have control of our world. You talked about Hunter and Rocky kicking out of each other's finish. To me, n- never acceptable. So, how many people have kicked out of the Dudley Death Drop in 20 years? Nobody. One. One? One. Who did that? Chris Saban. And that kickout led to me and Devon breaking up. The story that I came up with was, if you're going to kick out of the Dudley Death Drop, the 3D, it's going to mean something to our story. So Devon made the cover. Saban kicked out. The next night, I dropped Devon and I said, nobody's ever kicked out of our finish. But you covered him and he kicked out. You're the weak link. My point in, is this, is this is how we can protect our own matches, our own characters. And if everybody did that across the board, instead of prostituting everything, the business would be better. Well, it sounds Different like a series. Yet. It sounds like a series for the master's class. And I think next week we should start with the finisher and how it's a lost start in pro wrestling. 
Uh, want to thank everybody for subscribing. Thanks for listening to the Masters Class. You only get it here on the Busted Open podcast, so make sure you subscribe. So for Bully, for Mark, and for Tommy, we'll talk to you next week. We already know the topic right here on the Masters Class. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever 
you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.